everybody. The Obsession Podcast back here. Mike Stadler. Carl Bethke with you. Got another question coming in here today from Matt. Early season do's and don'ts. Do hunt deer. <laughs> Don't be stupid about it. <laughs> Don't be stupid. <laughs> there you go. No. Thanks, Matt. Good question. Uh, now, seriously. I mean, it depends on what you're doing. I mean, it, yeah. I'm assuming he's thinking bucks. You and I, you and I are big doe shoot two sweet two first two weeks of bow season. Let's get some meat in the freezer. Right. You know. So I'll be honest. You know, if we're hunting down at my place, I don't know when to hunt big bucks early season. That's coming up. I know. <laughs> so Mike, Mike's point something out actually. Uh, there's another question coming up here. But yeah, so. I would say that's what I'm saying. We just could, we could probably kind of put those together. I think we will put those yeah, together. I mean, the other question is, you know, how and when to hunt big bucks early season. So let, let's just try to touch on both of those at the same time, I guess. Okay, <laughs> we'll do that. So the first first thing does for us right away, we want to fill our freezers. Plus, we only shoot does early anyway if we know we have extra dough on the property. Yes. So we have a certain number. We think our property is so they call it carrying capacity yeah. uh, that we think we want on our property. It's also mouth eat food on your property. Oh, yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah, and you've only got so much on your properties. Or if you're hunting public, there's only so much in the woods. Yeah. So what that comes down to is if I'm hunting public and I want to fill my freezer immediately, I'm shooting any first doe that pops yeah. by. For, for sure. Not even hesitating. No, 100%. Uh, on our own personal properties, because we each own small properties here, um, if I decide I want to take one or two does or three does off the property, then Mike and I will shoot a doe each off the property. Maybe have somebody else in and shoot a doe. Yeah. Um, same here at Mike's place. And we hunt them on our food plots. Yeah. Or off the edge of our food plots, transition to the food plot. And you know, also with that, we don't judge what we're going to shoot there until we start running cameras. You know, Correct. Later in uh, July, you're going to run August. That's when you're going to start having your, I guess, your kind of your communal deer that are going to be back and forth a lot on your property. So that's kind of how you judge on what you need to take out of there. Yeah, and that's where the private property guys <clears throat> have a better or easier understanding of that. You can't really do that on public land because you're dealing with yeah. more hunters. Yeah. Um, more pressure. Yeah, more pressure all the way around, you know. Um, like, when we say carrying capacity, that's actually a a true number. Your, your property can only support so many deer on it. And then you're starting to get a couple things that can be bad. If you have too many deer on the property, nine times out of ten, you have too many does. Yep. And if you have too many does, guess where the bucks are? Not there. Correct. And why is that? Because the and this can, <clears throat> female peer pressure. Yep. They will push them off. Yep. Bucks will only tolerate so much. If there's not space for the buck to be bedding on the property, Chances are he's going to go find someplace else to live. Correct. So, um, just pretty sure what you don't want. Pretty sure what you don't. That would yeah. be a don't. Yep. Uh, that's a don't. The do's. If you're going to, let's just say, well, let's talk about the big buck part now. I really don't push my property hard in the early season. Now I will hunt a deer that I have patterned. But I'll be honest, my deer don't move into my property until October. Yeah. And I don't want them there until really October. Right. Beginning, middle of October, 
that's when I start to fill up my property, starts to fill yeah. up with bucks. Mine really is the same way. I, I probably may have more deer at that time here, mm -hmm. but I don't get the bigger ones until later. And I've seen that every year, um, even last year. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I took that deer early and I had some big boys roll through late. And I did it, it happens every year. <laughs> you know, so yeah, they're not coming in until late. You know, that's, you know, your do's and don'ts. So that, that's tough, you know. Uh, you don't want to be pushing stands, like Carl says, or pushing your property. We, we've talked about another podcast, we don't even go into stands until uh, middle, later October. Oh yeah. You know, and again, that's only on the right wind, uh, only on the right time of day, which means morning or evening hunt. Obviously, pressure changes, uh, fronts, obviously affect our decisions on a daily basis at that time of year. 100 You know where we're going to go. So. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for me, early season is really iffy if you're chasing bucks. Um, I try not to educate my deer. Yeah. And I'll, I'll come in there, you know, I know that my bigger deer are coming in October. You know, last year was fortunate enough. Gigantus was on there right away. That was August, but it's uh, it's not common, I guess I would say. So now that I know the property better, this is my third year. Mike's on year five, so this is where I think you know he's five put, five years to be. He's put a lot of pressure on me. Yeah. I'm expecting big things. Me Mike. too. Big things. Me too. Every day. Yeah, but. Uh, <clears throat> You know, that's where I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to hold off a little bit and see what's going on. Not to say that if Gigantus was there, you know, for opening day at bow season, he walks in front of me, I'm not going to shoot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's going to get that. Get one. Yeah. yeah, that deer is six years old this year. So, <clears throat> but, you know, for dues, yeah. shooting big bucks, how do how and when do, do you hunt big bucks early season? Do scout. Do scout. Use, use your early season to scout more than booger up your stands, I guess, or yeah. invade your woods. You know, we've talked about burner stands or observation stands. Sit those. Get your binos. I mean, have your bow with you. Yeah. Obviously, act like you're hunting. Yeah. But watch what's going on. Watch the movement. Watch the traveling. Watch the times they're coming in and out. Uh, maybe you're going to see a spot where you need to get into. <clears throat> or, you know, maybe you're going to see a spot where you shouldn't be. Right. You know, um, that's, that's a real good early season do. We've Learn to stay out of there when it's 100 degrees. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's re absolutely ridiculous. We've done it a ton. <laughs> Sitting there and you're dying. They're not going to move. Walk out in your shorts and yeah. t-shirts. I mean, they're not going to move. No. When it's that hot out, I mean, it's pretty rare. Yeah. If you, you see know. something, it's usually, I'll be honest, it's usually not a deer you're, yeah. you're worried about trying to shoot or something. The big early season for us, and we've said this a ton of times, less is more. That's a fact. You know, stay out of the woods more and learn more about it you know what you need to do to make yourself successful later that's more about early season i think i agree you know unless you know obviously you get rolled cold fronts that roll in you know that if you've got a big cold front that rolls in in september i mean don't be afraid to go out there and hunt a, a fairly good stand yeah. don't bomb in your rut stands do that kind of stuff you know uh, you know get yourself in a good transition zone yeah. and Maybe that big deer will walk by you. It can happen. Like you said before, a big deer is big in September. Yeah, they're big Just in September. Just as big so. as he is in November. <laughs> Just as big. He might be a little bigger. You could break something off, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you you yeah. know this. I know how that one. 
but he yeah. broke a lot of stuff. Yeah, don't don't be too overzealous when it's. I mean, trust me, we've been working since January. It's mm-hmm. June now, getting ready. We can't wait for bow hunting, but you know when it opens, that doesn't mean we're going to be in a stand the first week. No, you know we will be for sure strategizing on when we will be getting out of stands. I think last year, dude, I didn't even hunt until the second week of both Yeah, I didn't get in. I think I came in the second weekend. I I hopped in like that second Saturday, I think was the first one. Yeah, because it was so hot. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's do's and don'ts. You know, just it's being smart, really. Do's and don'ts. Be smart about it. If you've been out there and you've been hunting for a few years, you should, you know, obviously you've learned things. You know, the big bucks, you can always hunt big bucks. Yep. You know, early season is really yeah. big bucks. Like I, I tend to see, like we've both had success a few times early. Yeah, a few. Yeah. But the it seems that the people we see that can do that have humongous parcels of property. Mm-hmm. Um, these deer live there. They don't leave their property for the most part. A um, lot easier at that point to pattern these deer. They've been there for years. They know where they're going. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit easier to you know get a five six year old deer at that point if you're keeping them there every year. And the other thing about five six year old deer guys, remember, uh, as the deer gets older, this core area actually shrinks. And this is going to sound stupid because a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, that's BS." But an older deer is actually easier to hunt than younger. A three and a half year old deer is hard to hunt. A four and a half year old deer is probably the hardest to hunt. Yeah. And then as they get to be five, six, seven, and eight, it actually gets better if they're on your property for core areas. Yes, most most of your year and a half to two and a half year old deer that are on your property have a one to 10 mile radius yep. of that property. Yep. And that is a fact. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, we let a lot of bucks go last year between my property and Carl's property. You know, do we hope they come back? Yes, we do. Of course. Are they all coming back? No, they are not. We know there's a few that aren't. Because they will move. So that, that's, you know, those kind of things you got to learn. You know, early season, I think my biggest thing I'm going to tell you, less is more. Yeah. Scout and watch. Really pick your hunts. That's probably the, the strongest know. statement that I, that's out there right now is, yeah, less is more. That's, that's, that's a good way to, and that's pretty much most of the year until you start to get into mid-October. Yeah. Things change. Yep. You know, because now everything's getting wound up. But we could talk about that in another podcast, right? <laughs> Do's and don'ts, that's kind of how we see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, less is more in early season. Yeah. Uh, less is more when hunting big bucks in early season. Yeah. You know, if you've got a buck that's patterned and he's predictable, yeah. you know, uh, get in there, that's fine. Just just remember, though, that early, too, when you get in there, don't push it too much. Well, here's the deal. The if it's 80, yeah, if it's 80 degrees... And that deer, you know, he's been in there every night and every night and every night, but it's right at shooting light, I'm probably not going in there. Especially if I look down a week or a 10-day forecast yeah. on weather, weather underground, and all of a sudden I see this cold front that's only, let's just say, 10 or 12 degree drop. That's the day I'm going in to hunt that deer for sure. Not, you know, this is where the less is more comes in. Now, if you get all excited, like he's been in there five days, he's right at shooting light, I'm going to go in and kill him. Yeah, that's the day he comes in after shooting light. You know, and you're, you're, walk, yeah. you're walking out. Right. Or you're getting down. Yeah. Or the wind dies yep. and the temperatures drop and your thermal drops, actually, your tent drops to the ground and then dissipates to the deer. Yep. You're a loser. Yep. Thanks for coming. You lose, he's happy because he is alive and now moving on. Yep. 
<laughs> and you will never see that deer the rest of the season and your neighbor shoots them. Correct. Yeah. Hope I go next year. Yeah, right. So that's kind of how we do the do's and don'ts. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the obsession. We appreciate you guys. You know, you got anything to add on that? No, just remember all your people just trying to help people out be a better hunter. Yeah. You know, we're not experts by any means, but uh, just trying to share our knowledge with you. We appreciate all these questions. You know, thanks, Matt. Hopefully that helped you out. Yeah, hopefully. You know, hopefully it did. Yeah, there's a lot of information there. You have to take some of the grain of salt, yeah, but we, that's how we look at we've it. We've learned most of our stuff by doing it the wrong way, trust me. So, yeah, yeah we've made a million or two yeah, million. We fail and we'll fail again. But, yeah. uh, as long as you learn from it. Correct. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you guys' support. If you get a chance, subscribe to the channel here at Rush Outdoors Wisconsin. We appreciate your support. Uh, listen to the podcast. You can check it out at rss.com under the obsession. Google Podcast under The Obsession or Spotify under The Obsession. You guys have a good weekend. Thanks for listening. Thank you.